Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Dundalk, and Cavan. We want you to challenge us for the best deal on a new Renault or Dacia in 2020. You can now inquire at blackstonemotors.ie. You're very welcome to Wednesday afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Lots of chat and guests for you, but first... Fly me to Dubai. Yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah. Who have I? Siobhan Gray. Where are you, Siobhan, today? In Castletown. Good woman yourself. Well, do you know something? You've just made me day, no matter what else happens over the next couple of hours. We were starting to get really worried. We oh, is I'm on trying. the ball. Well, were you, were you waiting for this? Now, look, we've I was, got, I was. You? I'm texting in from last week. <laughs> and you sang it as well. You've done everything absolutely perfectly for us today, Siobhan. So, the little song, you are in. You are in. You're the second one to qualify for the final draw, which will happen next Monday. Your name is in the hat now, and it'll be a simple draw. Sandra Finnegan's going to do it. And if your name comes out, you're heading to Dubai with Emirates return flights for two years and a four-night stay in a luxury hotel. How do you feel? Oh, my God. I am super excited. That would be so brilliant. (laughs) Have you ever been to that part of the world before? No, never. I've been to New York and America and stuff. No, I would love to go. Love to go. Well, there you are. You were on the ball. We really tried to catch you on the hop. You know that we were only yes. straight into the show and we thought, will somebody sing it? Well, Siobhan Gray has in loud this afternoon. Congratulations to you. Stay tuned, Siobhan, and good luck to you next Monday in the draw. Brilliant, thank you. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. Well, 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 there we go. We have another one through. Stay tuned to your phone. If you enter the competition, you still can. If you text or WhatsApp Globe Travel to 086-1800-658-NOW with your name and details, we could be ringing you before the end of the show. Sing the little tune. And you're in the hat next Monday. Best of luck to you. Now, I was reading the Irish Times at the weekend and... A headline caught my attention. It said, thinking of opening a restaurant, don't do it. It was by Marie-Claire Digby. I enjoy reading her each week. And it set me thinking. Mentioned in the piece was Mark McGowan. He's the MD of Scholars Townhouse Hotel in Drogheda and president of the Restaurants Association of Ireland. And he's with us on Late Lunch this afternoon. Mark, you're very welcome to the show. Thanks, Jerry. How are you? Thank you for joining me today. I think you brought me a bit of good fortune there with that first phone call. I'll say that anyway to you as we begin. a great voice, actually. Hasn't she? Yeah, Hasn't she? A lovely voice, is right. Anyway, you have two and we're going to hear it over the next while. What do you make of that headline? It, it is stark when you read it, thinking of opening a restaurant, don't do it. What's your sentiment about that? From somebody who's been in the industry for, for since, since a very early age, Jerry, it's very difficult. I think that uh, some people jump in for various reasons. Um, they could be in a different industry and um, 
they, they have a real passion for food and service and then they get the feeling that they might be able to do it. I think uh, Mary Claire Digby's article was very, very good. It was kind of, um, it really it brought home what it actually takes. Um, there's various restaurants we've seen up and down the country, not just here in Drogheda, that have closed their doors. Uh, there's a huge amount of elements involved in opening a restaurant. There's a huge amount of costs involved. Enemy number one for the majority of our members in the Restaurant Association is the VAT. We had a 50% rise in the VAT this year, bringing it from 9% up to 13.5%. And that's a significant matter for all of you, yes. It is. It's Even huge. though you appealed to government who had reduced it to help you at one stage. They did, they did. But at the same time, in terms of, if you were to benchmark against the rest of Europe, we have currently one of the highest VAT rates, right? You could go all the way, I mean, to give you an example, Austria are 10%, Belgium 6 Bulgaria 9 Croatia are in around where we are, around a 13%. But if you look at Germany, one of the stronger economies in Europe, they're actually around 7%. So it just shows you how long Portugal 6%. So we're double that. It's too high. It's unsustainable. It's very, very difficult for business as it is. So that's enemy number one. If you're going, okay, and yeah. I take it you're going to be talking about this between now and the eighth of February. Obviously, okay, it's, it's huge. It's All huge. Right. For big, us. big, yeah. big issues. That's the first thing. What else? Number two, insurance. Insurance is absolutely huge. It's crippling small business. Uh, the compo culture that we all know about, um, we know about the, the recent ones in the paper. I was very glad to hear, actually, this week there was um, a claim that went into the court, into the high court, and it was refused. It was a well-known story. So um, it was finally to see a bit of pragmatism, pragmatism coming from the courts. And um, it's a little bit more realism because the compo culture was easy claims, claims being settled on the steps. And insurance is rising. For example, air insurance has gone up 300% since 2013. 300%. It's and crippling. it's a substantial figure. You don't have to say it, but I do know it is a big, big figure. And your dad, and you spoke to me about yeah. this in the past yes. as well. Do you think the penny is dropping when you cite that case? Do you think the message is getting across to the insurers? who I have to say that I had an experience myself who generally rushed to settle. Yes, yeah, no, is absolutely. There is, there is, there is. The, the message is finally starting to come through. We have um, the Restaurants Association are working closely with the Alliance for Insurance Reform. They're doing a very, very good job. The Restaurants Association are pushing hard. We're engaging deeply with them on all of the issues that are coming up. But the reality is, is the collateral in the main in the meantime. So there's restaurants closing because they can't pay. Some some restaurants aren't even getting quoted because they're so high. So, um, and they're going further afield. I don't know how, how it works, to be honest, but I think um, there's insurance, I think um, there's companies in London that are insuring restaurants in Ireland now. Okay. And I don't know how that works. They have now. to try and work around it. I hear yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. So that, insurance, what else? The one, another thing, which is, um, we've the second highest minimum wage in Europe. It's not a conversation I really want to be dragged into. I'm just stating a fact. Um, all of us as restaurateurs want to be able to pay our staff the best we can. We have the best, their best interests at heart. The fear is the domino effect. We're now number two in Europe, second to Luxembourg, and just overtook France. They were 10.03 an hour. We're going up to 10.10 as of the 1st of February. Now, there's not a huge amount of restaurants, including ourselves, that pay the minimum wage. You pay we more. We actually pay a bit more. Yeah. But the fear is now is that domino effect. So your higher tier within an organisation are actually paying, uh, we will have to obviously pay 
a little bit more as well. So it's all the way through the organisation. It's not just the minimum wages that are going up. So, and it's not, this isn't scholars, this is the industry. Yes. Do you know what I'm, do yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, but if I were to say to you that if that were more reasonable and insurance were sorted, would it allow you more scope on the labour side? Yes. To pay better? Absolutely. We want, we want high skilled staff in place. Um, and, and we want the best for our staff. A lot of these businesses are family-run business. We're very, very close to them. I have guys working with me, some some of them 10 plus years, and we want the best for them. I love seeing them coming into the car, car park in it with a new car or, get, or gaining a mortgage or whatever it is. We want that for our staff, and that's industry-wide. Anybody I talk to within the industry want to be able to pay their staff well. The only way we can do this is by getting the other costs down. We've lost our, co- our competitiveness, I think, as, as an industry. You can see the stats in terms of tourism for the last two quarters are after dropping significantly. So what's going to happen come round into the, in this summer, this season? I think it's going, to be, it's going to be stark, the figures you're going to see this time next year. And you know what I'm thinking sitting here as well? If you don't pay a reasonable rate, you're not going to get the best of people. You're not going to retain the good people that you want to retain as well. They look perhaps elsewhere and... It, Everybody's losing. Exactly, exactly. And one of the one of the big problems we have in our industry as well is skilled shortages. So everybody will say straight away, "Well, pay them more money. Pay them more money, and you will get them in." They will not survive because our industry is so labour intensive. Another reason why that fat rate has to come down. We're we're not competitive enough when it comes down to paying staff, I suppose, in in Europe. But the reason behind it is because the surround cost and the cost of doing business is simply unsustainable. It's way too high and it has to come down. Whoever is elected, in, I'll tell you, any restaurateur or pe- people in hospitality, I think the the party that come in with the lower VAT rate would more than likely they'll have 177,000 employees to get That's a, a big, from, big, you know? big figure. Now, what you haven't touched, I'm just curious because I have a little list here in front of me myself where I was thinking of all the costs involved. You haven't touched the rent one yet. What about rent? Have you have you it there as a, as high up on your priority? It is, absolutely. Um, the only pro, there's not a huge amount we can actually do when it comes down to, to rent. What I would say is that anybody that has gone into a lease, a lot of in, say, 2008, post-crash, would have had fantastic rate Okay. Uh, rental um, agreements in place they're falling asunder now because obviously the the period has lapsed you will have um, the high street retailers I suppose coming in Um, now I know they have their own issues but in terms of labour costs many restaurants are hitting 40% which is if you heard 40% when you're in catering college alarm bells start ringing so um, that's the, that's the issue. Much lower for retailers. Retail. I've I've a good friend that's in the retail business and he's hitting twenty four percent. So it just shows you fifteen percent difference. Big difference. Margins may be higher. So um, and you know one of the examples quoted uh, in the Times at the weekend was a muse. I actually know it on Dawson Street in Dublin. I've eaten and, there many, many yeah, times. And, and, and yeah, and a lovely, lovely place, doing really well. But the rent issue here. Listen to this. They were paying eighty thousand. Right now, you may be right. It could have been negotiated you know, yeah. in a different context. But they were told it was going to 120 this yeah. year. That's a 50% rise, 40,000. Never mind the increase in VAT you mentioned there as well. And, and they've come out and said, 
not viable. They just have to say, sorry, we can't do it. We close the doors. Isn't that shocking? It's shocking. It is. And again, another another family business and very hard working people. Um, I've I've met I've met the guys that were running the restaurant on numerous occasions. And I've been in the restaurant and on, on a Wednesday night, say, and we've had they had two tables in the restaurant. And it's about a 40 seater, I'd say. Mm. About a 40 seater. 30 odd, I think it is. 30 yeah. odd, yeah. 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 So um, I've been in it and... That's down to the amount of restaurants, I think, that are open in Dublin city centre. Very, very competitive. They're all fighting each other. They're bringing their rates for a three-course meal down. And don't forget the 125 or the 13.5%, I should say, then, that's that's coming out of that. So many people think the perception-wise, €35 Euro menu, take 13.5% out of that, and that's where the menu is actually priced. You know, yeah, you know. and, and whoever has that place, it's well-positioned to probably have another tenant that's willing to give them more, as you said, that have, have different make-up to the business. But I think of a, the pizzeria in Drogheda on... Peter Street. Oh, it yeah. was the go-to place. It was, absolutely. And Giancarlo yeah. has moved out to Clarehead now and he's flying out there. Yeah. But I walk by that place every day. Yeah. And, and you're kind of, yeah, it was a comfort. Up. It was a lovely comfort. And it? I think it was a rent issue there mm. as well. And that place has not been leased one day since he uh, left the place. And maybe the landlord is happy with that and not bothered with it. But I just think, ah, you know what I mean. Well, if you were to go into the um, the Italian restaurant side of it, I would imagine. Now, I'm not I'm not in the Italian um, food business, mm. but I know that pasta is cheap, and you it just shows you. I'd say there's more profitability in running an Italian restaurant when it comes to pasta, etc. But even at that, the he rates do it. still couldn't do it. Yeah. So it just shows you how tight it is. It does. Yeah. Now let's take a short break on late lunch. Mark is staying with us on the show. If you want to comment on this, what we're talking about today, it is a huge issue for people in the hospitality catering sector. Mark McGowan, MD of Scholars Townhouse Hotel in Drogheda and President of the Restaurants Association of Ireland is with me on late lunch today. We've covered many of the main issues. Of course, Mark, you have to throw into the equation there electricity and the produce you have to buy, your gas, etc., and the rates, uh, of course, rates are another issue. Excise, Jerry, I forgot to mention to Go you. Go on. Excise on alcohol. Um, in Ireland is, is, I think, the highest... Of um, in terms of excise, the levy on a bottle of cider is double that of anywhere in the UK, and cider should be one of these products that we are able to concentrate on for export as well as as um, as working for here, right? And you think it's the wine of Ireland now is what people are saying, and it's a it's a product that we could specialise in, and um, I think I think it's something. But other than that, twelve euros on a bottle of whiskey in Ireland—that's where we're at. And a glass of wine were 55 cents. In most EU countries, it's actually zero. The other issue, and you've heard it at the moment, is the alcohol-free stuff, the beers and that as well. You know, where maybe you have a designated driver, which we all want to see all over the place, yeah. and the cost of those as well. It's just something I mentioned to you because yeah. it's, it, it's, it is a bugbearer with people it who, is. who drink those drinks. But we always have to remember there's still a 23% fat yes, rate on that. That as is well. there as well. And they're no, not cheap to produce either. No. Now, on the VAT, you, have a, you actually, I, I don't let you go before you mention this, you have a suggestion on the VAT. Well, yes, as an industry, we have a suggestion. I know personally from the fact that we have bedrooms, we're a hotel, the VAT rate on um, hospitality was of, was 9%. We're now up to 13.5%. I know personally, and um, there's other federations that might give out about this, but I know that my bedrooms can sustain that 13.5% VAT rate, but downstairs cannot. It's labour-intensive downstairs. There's more margin to be made on bedrooms. And I think to make it more fair for these small family-run 
independent restaurants, a 9% fat rate is the way to go. How important are your bedrooms to the scholars' business? Well, scholars, we're 15 years now. I think, if I'm being really honest, I think without the, in the early years, it was very, very tough. Without those bedrooms, we wouldn't have survived. It's quite simple. We just, we, we wouldn't have survived. It's a very big building. Um, in terms of utilities and electricity and gas and trying to keep, keep it operational and, and maintenance with a building of that size and its gardens is, um, it's substantial. For, for what you're doing so um, but business is, business is good I think um, many of the restaurants in Drogheda are, are actually finding business okay it's profitability that's down so um, that's that's where we're at I was just thinking if I were starting up which uh, um, Marie Claire um, Mary Claire Digby said not to I, I was writing you know the two the page you've often split it yourself and on this side here you have your income and on the other side you have your expenditure fill in all those headline, all those headings we've talked about expenditure and then come over this side to income and see what's left there's I know of a number of restaurateurs that are remortgaging their houses uh, to keep their businesses going and it's it's such a false economy when they have to go and get a loan to, to pay their rent, rent and everything else you know that's when they're in the red and we've had high profile losses Eastern Seaboard not alone in the region here but nationally look at the, the plaudits and, and, and it was, how it was such an amazing asset yeah. to the town yes. it benefited my business as well in terms of uh, room occupancy we had people coming in they might have a two night stay one mm. of the nights they plan to eat with us and one night they plan to eat with the Eastern Seaboard uh, Jenny and Reuben are very good operators as well I think they're a loss to the town and um, it's it's just a pity so we'll see we'll see what happens I, I've no doubt in my mind that those guys will be back up as well. They'll they'll get going. They're too passionate, and they'll they'll be good when they get going. Can I ask you about this? There are other issues. The issues we've spoken about: rent is too much for certain people. The VAT breaks the back as well. Labour cost rates, insurance, you name it. But a couple of other ones just before we finish. Obviously, people reach an age as well, Mark, where they've put in a lifetime into this business and they go. Tell so me that, about it. I'm starting to feel it you're myself. You're only a youngster yet. What are you talking I am, about? I, I am, but I'm, I, f- I feel double my age. Yeah, but, you, but you know what I'm talking about. It yeah. takes its toll. Like Terry McCoy here from um, the, the Red Bank and Scaries. I know recently. Terry well. You know Terry. Past and, president, actually. Yes, and, and well. he explained to me, you yeah. know, that it came to the day, it just his body wouldn't... Uh, you know, yeah. allow him to do what he yeah. did. The other thing I wanted to mention is this. People cancelling, making reservations and not showing up or cancelling at the last minute. How detrimental is that? It's huge. It's it's um it's it's amazing that it's still there. All the we we've we've been concentrating heavily on finding ways around it. And I hate saying it, but many people are fickle when it comes to deposits. They're saying, oh, how dare you ask me for a deposit or whatever it is. And I hear that not from scholars, customers, but from, from different restaurateurs saying the same thing, you know. So um, we're trying to find ways around that um, at the minute. But it is detrimental. It's causing a lot of problems and it's, it's part, of the, part of the course of closing businesses. Thank you for joining me today. So consider, folks, when you're going out, don't ever not show up. Let them know. Don't cancel late. And think about what's involved when you sit down to enjoy that lovely meal at your local restaurant, wherever that may be, in Loudoun Mead in the northeast. When is Peggy's opening? <laughs> We're hoping for the 30th. It'll be on social media, but Peggy Moore, is, uh, there's a lot of anticipation about Peggy's. There is. I don't want to make this conversation about I understand that. Peggy's yeah. and that, but um, look, out on, look out on social media. Watch social media, but intending the 30th of January. For the moment, uh, Mark McGowan, President of the Restaurants Association of Ireland and of Scholars Townhouse and Hotel. Thank you for joining me on the Thank show. Thank you so much as always, Thank Jerry. You. Cheers. Thanks, man. 
A mother's desire to see her daughter enjoy treats like other children has led to the establishment of a business called Supernature. It's a lovely story. Noelle McAvoy joins us to tell it. Noelle, you're very welcome to Late Lunch. Thank you. Thanks for having me in. Thank you for joining me. What age was Laura when this sort of took legs and roots? Yeah, well, she was about 13 and she developed very severe eczema and she was becoming very self-conscious about it. And we really realised we were going to have to solve the problem. So we looked at various routes and in the end, um, she was put on a very strict diet. So she had to give up all dairy, wheat, refined sugar. And uh, yeah, you know, it was difficult. How did you cope when the friends came calling on and maybe she went on sleepovers or visits as well? It was difficult on both sides of the equation. Yeah. And I suppose, you know, as a mum, you really don't want your daughter ever feeling different or left out. And at the time I was training as a health coach, so I had a strong interest in nutrition. So I just started at home creating sweets that she could have that were free from all dairy, gluten and refined sugar. And when her friends came over, I would have normal sweets for them and Supernature for Laura. Well, we didn't call it that at the time. <laughs> Mom's sweets um, and for them. And then Laura would bring uh, my homemade sweets whenever she went to somebody's house. And then before long, her friends were there. No, just bring your mom's sweets. And it just became a thing. Whenever they came to my house, it was all about Noelle's sweets. And we had taste testing and rating them with judges. And yeah, it became really fun. Did you ever envisage, though, that you would actually move it on to become a business? To be honest, no. Um, I just used to make them for fun. And then I suppose it became then very obvious to me that there was a need for people either with dietary uh, restrictions or for somebody like myself, who's a total chocoholic, but was trying to have a healthier lifestyle, that wouldn't it be great if anybody could just walk into a store and pick up some. And that then became a bit of a dream, to be honest, uh, just that it would be easy for Laura, I guess, initially to no matter where she was, be able to walk into the local shop with all her friends and feel there was something she could pick up just like they could. And the rest is history at this stage. Here you are with Super Nature. No, it's not just you involved. Tell us who else are and how this actually got off the ground as a business then. Yeah, well, Super Nature, um, my husband has a history in confectionery, so Brendan Rowntree and... Well, may I stop you there? Because when I saw the name Rowntree, I said Rowntrees. There's a little... Uh, uh, you know, it sounds, even though it's spelt slightly differently, but we all remember Roundtrees and the Kit Kats and the Arrows, now owned, of course, by Nestle. A bit of a, a synergy there. Yeah, but nothing to no, do with no connection whatsoever. <laughs> no there you are, there you yeah. are, there you are. So, Brendan, go on, your husband. Yeah, yeah no, Brendan, in fairness to him, has been successful himself in the confectionery mm. industry. He had developed said candy and... Um, I suppose I should give him a little finalist and entrepreneur of the year and everything. So Fantastic. no, he, he, yeah. he's been great, obviously. Um, so he's also involved. And then I have another partner, Simon Tidman, who to me is Willy Wonka. His family have been making chocolate for 30 years. He grew up 
you know, his father was a chocolatier and um, unfortunately their business didn't survive in the UK and Simon was working as a consultant and he came on board as a partner. So it's great. Yeah, really nice team. And just the three of us, they kind of work part time and I'm the only kind of full time person at the moment. So. You are the female version of the Willy Wonka, which you mentioned a few yeah, months ago. Yeah, well, here's hoping. <laughs> <laughs> so... Tell us about the range that you have. What have you in Supernature? Yeah, well, the idea for when we develop the range is to kind of pick chocolates that we would have really enjoyed and try make a healthier version of them. So we started with uh, a range of four products. So we have our Supernature hazelnut clusters. So they're basically two clusters of full whole hazelnuts coated in Supernature chocolate. And which is kind of unique. We actually make our own chocolate. So we literally take only three ingredients, that's all, and we create our own chocolate and then we cover whole hazelnuts with it. Simple all the as. ingredients are organic. <laughs> well, actually, it's funny how that product was developed because we started with just coating individual hazelnuts. We thought we'll start with trying to coat chocolate, just chocolate coated hazelnuts to start with. And one day, a bag of the chocolate coated hazelnuts were sitting in the sun and they started to melt and they stuck together in clumps. And I came in and went, oh, my God. And I picked out a clump and I took a bite and went, this is fantastic. We need to coat this in chocolate and it'll be fantastic. And that is literally how hazelnut clusters came to be. Well, you know something, the name Supernature and the Sun, the sun being key <laughs> yeah, exactly. to all nature on this world. It worked its oracle through the glass in the window. Isn't it amazing yeah, the way that came about? Exactly. That's a great story alone yeah, about no, that bar. Was, so that's the hazelnut. What else have you? Then we have peanut butter cups. Uh, I suppose I was a big a fan of peanut butter cups when I lived in the States and um, and there was something I started to make at home. It was probably the first thing that I made for Laura. So, uh, yeah, we just thought, OK, we'll have to have a peanut butter cup in the range. So, again, just using our own chocolate. And then we literally grind, we roast our own nuts and we put the peanuts in the middle and we've created a peanut butter cup. So Terrific. And I see raspberries jumping off a label there that sits before me. What's that? Yeah, that was, uh, I suppose I was trying to think of, you know, jellies and sour jellies and how could I make a healthier version of that? So we take raisins and we coat them in our chocolate and then we dust them literally with freeze dried raspberry um, raspberries. And so it gives a nice kind of sour taste. We can open them there and you can try away. Feel we'll free. open them now in a second. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, ha- I have a, a niece who loves her jellies and her sugar confectionery. So she was my test for that. I used to bring them home every time I'd be trying a new recipe. And the minute Jessica said, I like those, I was there. That's it. It's exactly as it is now. So that was, uh, Here, that was have you, great. Have you, have you stronger hands than me there? There's just, a little just, slit just, oh, at I the top. Oh, I see. Look at the way. Look at me. Look <laughs> at me. Trying to open it and use brute force and ignorance instead of opening it. Let me have a little taste of these. So these are the raspberries, are the they? raspberries, yeah. yeah. They caught my eye. Oh, they're gorgeous. <laughs> Thank you. Sweetness and then the little exactly. contrast with the burst in the centre. You just have yin and yang there. Yeah. They are lovely. Thank you. And I have to say, I'm not a mad chocolate person. Yeah. That chocolate's beautiful. Thank you. It is really, really beautiful. Yeah. Mm. I think you come, what we find a lot of people say is, oh, there's no aftertaste and there's no oily because we literally don't use any emulsifiers, there's none any of that. processing aids. It's simply just the... Uh, 
the ingredients. So you have now four products in the range, is that yeah, it? Yeah, we, we included the chocolate-coated yeah. hazelnuts yeah. as well, yeah. Well, well, excuse me, I'm just enjoying a little no, chocolate-coated raspberry here as we speak. Where, obviously it's moved from the kitchen. Yeah. Where, where are you making now and what? Well, uh, that was kind of the next challenge was to find, um, so a lot of the products that we have, they're bespoke. So we designed the machinery ourselves. Simon was great for that. Um, and then we had to find a factory that would kind of have an area that we could put in our own machinery that would, you know, know how to make chocolate um, so that we could outsource to them. So it took a while and eventually we found a place in Holland. So that's where we currently are now, okay. uh, outsourcing. Strictly to your recipe, your chocolate, yes, totally. everything like that. Yeah. Look, you, to be honest, we've been very involved in the production still yes. and we're just training um, people in. But yeah, no. You know when you start eating crisps? I know, yeah. Well, I've just Keep started going. eating raspberry chocolate <laughs> raisins by Super Nature, fully organic. They're gorgeous. Um, yeah. What about distribution channels and, and, and that all that end of the business, which I'm sure was a bit new to yourself, wasn't it? Yeah, and I suppose we were trying to use um, the model that we would have a distributor in each market. That was kind of our intentions. So being an Irish company, obviously, we wanted to start in Ireland. And uh, we found uh, a small distribution company, actually, Botanic Marketing, but they had their own sales team. And that was important for us because we felt... You know, we need somebody to go in and tell the story of how it came about and also a little bit about the product, you know, that it is just made with four ingredients. It's totally organic, no dairy, gluten or refined sugar and not another protein bar. It's naturally high in protein because it contains nuts, but we don't add any chemistry. So for us, it's all about grown in the ground and not in the lab. So you need somebody to kind of explain the difference. So it's been lovely. Tony Griffin is the MD there and he's a really nice guy to work with and it's been really fun so far. So where can you pick Supernature bars up? Are they available all over Ireland at the moment? Well, currently um, we're in about probably 500 uh, outlets in Ireland. So between health stores, Spar, Centra, Super Value and independent stores. And every week we add on more. So I hope Tony's listening there. Uh, more <laughs> and more. A, a, a Gion <laughs> from the boss here, Tony, you're getting today live on, on radio. But when you mentioned those multiples in there, sure, you have massive coverage with those. Yeah, no, it's been great. Um, and, and similarly, we've started in the UK and we're probably in about 400 outlets there. Okay, so, so you're exporting, so to yeah, speak. You know and, what I mean? and we started in, I, I keep going go now on, that you have on, me on the road. So we're, we've also started in the Netherlands this month and we've been doing Finland uh, funnily enough have been kind of with us from the beginning as well so small distribution there in health stores so yeah it's it's nice The world's your lobster here we go for sure <laughs> this is just even better the more we talk about it and more markets opening up all the time obviously you'll have to increase production as demand rise and demand has been buoyant for this hasn't it? Yeah I mean it's really on trend at the minute because so many people have dietary restrictions or are trying to eat healthier. And as well, for me, Supernature was all about inclusivity. So I really wanted it to be that everybody could have it. You know, so if you're celiac, you can have Supernature. If you're vegan, you can have Supernature. If you're training hard in a gym, you can have Supernature. You're flexitarian, you're carnivore, whatever. It was really made for everybody. Uh, so that was important for me. So we keep it that 
it's as much as possible suitable for everyone. My God, it, it, it does serve multi-purpose. I know, actually, even one of the girls that I met in reception, she came in and uh, she said, oh, what's that? Oh, I can't really have anything. I'm celiac. And I was like, well, actually. Sinead, was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And she's always so, looking for stuff like this. That, that's what she that mentioned. Is compatible and, and enjoyable. And she will enjoy this, I, I can assure you. So... This is your focus. Is this your total focus now, Noelle? Yeah, to be honest, um, when Laura was my youngest, both of the girls were in college now and then Supernature became my new baby, I guess. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. And the girls are good. They're helping because Instagram and Facebook certainly isn't something that I've grown up with. So from going from a mum who, you know, spent her whole time saying to her daughters, now, you know, not too much time on the phone and remember when you're with somebody, it's really nice to just be with them and give them your attention and no phones at the dinner table to somebody who now is like, oh, my God, I have a message on Instagram I need to reply to, you know, so it's a whole minefield. Uh, So they've been a good help there. Yes, of course. And they understand, as you do now, where the world is shifted to as well in creating awareness of of this wonderful product of yours. Four in the range. Any plans to develop others? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I'm hoping, you know, that we really focus the first six months of the year in broadening our distribution and then in uh, probably the third and fourth quarter it'll be all about new product development. Well, you've certainly hit the ground running and from the uh, kitchen with a mum and her (laughs) daughter. Look where you are today, the countries you're in, the markets that are opening up. It's a fantastic story. Before we finish, you are Noel McAvoy. There's a man called Noel McAvoy. And I want to say a big hello to him this afternoon. Outlaw Headway, sure, he's a legend. He's doing great, isn't he? He's great. He turned 81 on Christmas Day. And actually... I forgot to mention our online store just went live this week and sure I might be employing him now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> He's up for a job. Hey, Arnold, it's uh, never too late to learn all this stuff we've been talking about in the online space as well. But we wish him well this afternoon. I wanted to do that when you were with me to take the opportunity also. Thank anyway, you. it's available, as you heard, all over the place. Organic, super nature, only four or five ingredients and they are all good for you. Congratulations thank and the you. best wishes to you all in uh, Supernature. And thank you for joining me on the show today. Noel My McAvoy. pleasure. Thank, thank you. you. Fly me to Dubai. Oh, who have I? Stephen Houston. <laughs> he sang it, Louise, didn't he? We, we, had, we had an air of a tune there. Oh, yeah, yes. there was. Oh, that oh was there the was. Yeah. You're, you're probably in the B-flat range. Is that? <laughs> I'm not insulting you, am I there? No, Stephen? Not at all. No, no. Is, is that OK? You know, but, but, but you, did, you did put an air into it, I have to say. Well, what are you up to today? What are you doing? Where are you? I'm in Kilsaren here, but I'm from Unpleasant. Are you? little bus run out of school in Oh, I see. Good man yourself. Well, there you are. You entered and you sang for us and you're going forward into the draw now for the return flights to Dubai, thanks to Emirates and, of course, Globe Travel putting up the whole prize there. A four-night stay in a luxury hotel. Would you be... Uh, would you be tempted? Of course you'd be tempted. Oh, of course, yeah. You'd be going, Stephen. You'd be going. Have your passport. Is the passport up to date? 
Not at the minute, but we'd we'll be working on it anyway. Oh, listen, listen, don't take any chances. You're a step nearer now. We're doing the draw here next Monday. Get cracking on that passport. Are you listening? It, well, of course. It could be thanks, fateful. Jay. Listen, thanks a million. Thanks indeed, right, Stephen. Then. Talk thanks to you soon. Much. Take care now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Stephen's in. That's three we have now. Oh, he did his best, didn't he? He gave us a little tune, didn't he? He gave he us did. an air. He gave us a lilt, so he did. Some people, you know, like he did. I, I could hear the bit of an air in that one. Stephen's in. He's in. He goes forward. More calls to come. Do you know what I was thinking of? We listened to the Brady family ham admin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they know Back something that we didn't know? Ahead of the whole debacle, you the mean? The whole thing about the wolf <laughs> tones and the song. I'd the, say their ad is I'd now on everyone's tongue. They are just, do you know, one of those things. They knew nothing about it, of course, I'd say. And just by pure coincidence, the wolf tone song goes to number one everywhere and they're using the air of it in their ad. Lucky Brady's. Ireland, England and Australia, I believe. Really? Mm-hmm. All over the place? I think the uh, Wolf Tones have said that they'd give proceeds in Australia yes. to the firefighters. Yes, they did. And some wit on uh, social media said what? You, you told was, me. yeah. They said that the government has helped the homeless by accident. <laughs> yeah, it said it was the first time mm. that Fine Gael had helped the homeless. And it With was the Wolf Tones being driven to number one, and you know what I mean, and the link going, uh, giving the money to Australia. Anyway, I'm sure if you're in the heart of Dublin today and you're driving, you're in trouble. <laughs> the tractors are back. You might have some delays. Oh, you might have a lot of lifts home, depending Maybe on so. where you're from. Well, I see they were recommending yesterday to everybody take public transport and hop on the public transport and uh, use that today. Well, there you go. They're back in the, in the city again. It looks like they're going to stay there or keep coming there until something happens. Yeah, but is the doll not... Not sitting anymore. They're not anyway, but they're you know they're still causing the pandemonium, and it will. Well, if we get a government after the election, we'll see that could be another story entirely. Uh, the length of time that might take, if it which it will be a hung doll by all manner of means. But watch this space. But they're back again. Do you, would it annoy you if you were up there in your cotton? It would you just would it change your opinion, or do you think it's helping their case? Uh, I don't know. It depends. And if you were in a hurry, yes, it would. But like, they're never up. Like, it's very. They've tried every other avenue, haven't they? They're mm. kind of doing it as a last resort. It's not. There is traffic delays always in Dublin, anyway. Mm. And, and I do say again to the farmers, and I, I know we've been talking about veganism and other things the last few days, that you're getting less for your product today than you did so many years ago. It's yeah. not. It's not right. It just isn't right. And and you know it needs to be resolved sooner rather than later. People have to get a decent price. I was saying to you, there's a supermarket advertising a chicken at three euro. Mm, three euro. That's How can you produce a chicken for three euro? I and, and make a profit on the producer. You maybe make something small in it, but and all the middlemen you have to go through. Yeah, no, I'm not saying. Look at on the other side, an organic chicken it call cause you an, an arm and leg, but there is a middle ground there somewhere to buy a decent animal that the producer is getting uh, cut out of it, the middle person is as well, and the consumer will will pay it for it. But it's a race to the bottom, I'm telling you. And, and we're responsible for it. Us, we, are, we demand it. You know, we want cheaper air flights, cheaper food, cheaper this, cheaper that. You have to pay reasonably. And, and you have to be paid reasonably. Mark McGowan was talking about it earlier on as well. You have to, you know, yeah. it, it, there's a lot of things at play here and they need to come together. You have now, to expect, you have to pay for what you You do, get, you, like. you, you do indeed. Let me remind you that Neil Delamere, one of my favourite guests of all time, who joins me most years for a little chat, is appearing at the Crescent Concert Hall, beautiful venue on Trinity Street in Drogheda, this Friday the 17th. That's this coming Friday evening, the 17th at 8 o'clock. There are some tickets available from Ticketmaster.ie or you could contact the Crescent as well. I have a pair of tickets for Neil. Would you like to go and see him? He's absolutely brilliant. It's his end of watch tour. Pair of tickets up for grabs. Here's the question. He comes from Eden Derry. 
in which Irish county is Eden Derry? The county where Eden Derry is, where Neil hails from. Answers please, 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text with your name and details and we'll give somebody those pair of tickets to enjoy a great night out with Neil Delamere Friday, this Friday the 17th at the Crescent Concert Hall in Drogheda. We've met him before on Late Lunch. He has a fascinating life and business story and he's back with me today for a particular reason. You see, Matthews.ie are changing their ticketing arrangement and he's going to tell me more about it. Paddy Matthews, welcome back to Late Lunch. Thank you, Jerry. Glad to be back. Thank you for joining me. What's happening? Tell listeners. Uh, I suppose we're just moving with the times. Basically, uh, it was always a cash business, and you know, with cash, it's not not that ideal way. We're using reams and reams of paper, cutting down trees to keep us keep us supplied with tickets. The problem we had was we were aligned with the Department of Transport, and they used the leap system, but it's taken them so long to get it up and running that uh, we were reluctant to join it. <clears throat> but we've joined it now with, with vigour and we're going at it, hammering tongues. So basically we're turning the whole system over to the leap, which will speed up loading and do an awful lot of... There's an awful lot of benefits for the, the consumer as well as for us and for the driver. And I have the card here. Paddy's brought in one to me, the little leap card here. So what you do is you go on, register whatever, and get one of these cards. Get one of those cards and then you can put money on it through your iPhone or... Automatic, you can do it at home, or you can just, you can actually put money on on the bus as well. But we recommend you do it your, yourself. You can upload your okay. On it. So when you go in to upload, this also is it can be used for Lewis and used for Lewis, used for Dublin bus, bus Aaron, Okay, whatever. So if you have one already, you can go in there and you'll see Matthews in there as well now, yeah. and you can put yeah. up your credit there for Absolutely, Matthews. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And one of the, the benefits of it is, they say, we we're putting the, all the 10 trip ticks are going on that we're doing away with the paper version. But the glory of it is, if you lose that, we can stop it because it's recorded in the Department of Transport and we can issue a new one with the, whatever credit's left on it. Whereas if you lost the old paper one, because yeah. it's gone, there's nothing we There's can no do record, there's nothing can be done for no, it. No. So the 10 journey, and people are very familiar with those and they've used them for years with you is ending on the 31st of January. 31st of January. So what are you saying to people who have those uh, type of tickets today? What should you do? Travel like mad between now and the 31st of January. <laughs> Get rid of them. <laughs> Get up and down that road. If you have any friends going up and down the road, give it to them. Give Get, it to get, them get well. using it. That's okay. the problem. So use, and, and that is a drop dead date. They're not oh, going yeah. to be acceptable no, after that. No, you have yeah. to obviously have a date that it ends. So yeah, that's it. The that's 31st it, yeah, of January. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we have given plenty of warning. Really. Oh, just, yeah, I know. We've been at this for over 12 months yeah, now, I've been listening to the ads running here and yeah, we've been yeah, sending yeah, out yeah. the message. right? But Paddy's just with us today to say definitively it is now the 31st of January. And it won't be like the old pounds or punts or whatever you have in your house that the central bank are looking for. 31st of January is Not the date, so do Not it gone. by that date. The card is neat and handy and fit into your wallet. It's yeah. it, it makes sense, doesn't it? It, it makes sense. As I say, like we would have done it years ago, only just uh, the systems weren't great, they were breaking down, they were crashing. Now, we've been using the Leap and Betty Sound for a long time rather mm. than than Dog, but then Betty Sound's not, it doesn't have as many passengers as than Dog Rodders. Yes, so. yes. Now, I'm thinking of people who are listening today who love to use you, but they wouldn't be commuters or regulars. Might use you from time to time to go maybe to a concert or, you know, to go to a day trip to Dublin. Will single and return day trips be I, affected by this? No, they'll be OK. But you can actually, well, I suppose yeah. the simple thing is to get a 10-trip ticket and you can use it whenever you want. You have it there and it doesn't run out. It doesn't it run no out. expiry and, date on it. That's it. And if you lose it, 
she can be replaced and yeah you know but just to say if you are going to Matthews and you are doing a single trip or a day trip cash will still be taken yes and you'll get a ticket that's important to say as well for people in that category but I agree with you Paddy if I was using it at all, even periodically through the year, get one of these and stick the 10 trips up in it and then you don't have to worry That's when you go to you catch don't the know coach. When you, are, you get a lift to Dublin someday, maybe I'll, I'll go home or go to the hospital or somebody and you say, well, I want yes. to You have it in your car and you just dip on So there, there you are. You get the message from the man himself today. Leap. Take a leap of faith. Get your <laughs> card and get your trips up in it. The other thing to mention is there's a separate one for the student here and I have a, a copy yeah. of it here. Tell me a little bit about this one. The student one is different. The student has to rec- register with the college they're attending. Okay. Now, we're having a little bit of difficulty with the DKIT at the moment. They're slow to... But they are working on it. Okay. But it's taking us time getting there. But the student goes in and actually registers with the college, gets the student card with a photograph on it. Yep. And then they get a reduction of a five. Or instead of being 60 euro for the 10 trip tickets, it's 55 for the student one. Okay. you need the student card with it. Okay. But then with the student card, you also get the benefits. You get discounts at McDonald's and yeah. these other places. And, and, and can, you, can, you, can the student use the, the, the leap? Oh, that, that, that is the leap. That That's is the leap. The student oh, leap. It's a student leap, so it's a separate car. There you are yeah. for a student. And I see it's a, a, a maroon colour this year. I take it it changes each it, year. It changes it? every year. Yeah. So you won't have <laughs> the 30-year-old student <laughs> entering well, first year. But you do. You do, do students we do, we do, we do 40, 50-year-old yeah, students. Yeah, of course, actually. of course. But it amazing. changes every year. So you have to go to your college if you're a student and get the leap sorted there. Yeah. Okay, that's the message on that one. While I have you with me, um, how many years is it now? How many years am I? Matthews on the road. Well, we actually started on the motor in 2004. Right. So those were the days. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and remind us about this. You know, coaches weren't serving the motorways. You saw an opportunity here from your time working in the UK, didn't you? That's right. Yeah, yeah. I was used to look driving trucks in the UK and seeing these National Express buses hurtling down from Glasgow to London and Edinburgh to London and vice versa. I thought it was fantastic. We're blowing us off the motorway with our worries at the time. So when I seen the motorway open, I thought that was we should be doing something up here. I didn't never dreamt I would have got the license or the permission to do it. I thought maybe the state company would have got it, but we were very very lucky we got it. And I said now we were very lucky. At the time, it didn't feel very lucky when we were running up and down with empty buses and paying tolls and paying drivers and paying. It took a good while to catch on now, but once it did, now like I said, it's really been successful. Mm, and mm. It's a nice it's a nice business to be in. Yes. You know, like I, I used to take a lot of first up a drink. You know, I'd be in the pubs and somebody ringing. Uh, you know, he's not here today. I didn't see him all day, and him sitting beside me. You know what I mean? So as I said, the pub, that that sort of a thing in the pub wouldn't. I wouldn't like to be in it. Yeah. The bookies wouldn't like to be in that either. But this is a business that's is helping people. Yeah. The amount of people that stop me in the doctors, the amount walking and that and thanking me for the service, whether they feel safe that children's getting to college instead of going up and staying all week and that that people are going to the up and down to the matter hospital, the benefits they're getting out of it. it it's you know, you get a real good feeling yeah, out of it. The concerts. The, the, the service concerts. you provide to the concerts yeah. well you drop people at the door yeah, yeah. and they can have a drink and then you pick them up and, and take them back again. Actually there is nothing to beat it I have to say. Yeah. But here's the thing I saw you quoted in an article more recently saying a lot of people felt the recession was the worst thing ever to hit and, and it was shocking for so many people homeowners, people with mortgages, businesses went by the new time, the building industry collapsed but they often say in a recession there's opportunity as well and you said in the piece I read if I remember that for, for you the recession in a way made the business. It was the best thing ever happened. What do you mean by that? Why? Well first of all I suppose the first thing that happened was the students 
suddenly instead of staying all week in Dublin, we used to be loaded to the hilt of a Sunday evening going to Dublin with the big suitcases full of clothes and full of daddies and money and the contents of the fridge and coming home with the bags of dirty washing on a Friday evening. So instead of that, then we were getting them up and down every day. They couldn't afford to stay in Dublin in the digs. So now they were travelling up and down every day, which was more economical. And we were getting more value out of them. Instead of getting two trips a week, we were getting ten trips a week. So that was that end of it. At the same with the workers, there was two cars in every family. The husband was driving to Dublin. Mammy was had another car taking the kids to school. So there was a toss-up made, and you can, you can get a bus to go to Dublin. I can't get a bus to take the kids to school. So the second car was gone, and the workers went. But as they went on, they realised and the benefits of it. They could sit on it. There was free Wi-Fi. They could have a lot of work, other, other emails checked before they got to work. A lot of stuff they could be doing on the way to work and that. So it, it sort of caught on that way. Also with drivers, or inundated with drivers, we had plumbers, we had electricians, we had carpenters, we had everybody coming, looking for jobs. And people that really wanted a job, really, you know, wanted to work, had a good work ethic. And it's those kind of guys that got us up and running and got the, you know, nice with people. They appreciated their job and were really mm. good with it. So, like, those were the things that got made us what we are today. 31st of January is the end of paying cash on Matthews for the multi-trips, the 10 trips. Leap card is the way to go for adults and students. We're talking about it today with Paddy Matthews, a co-founder. Are you a co-founder, yes? No, founder. Founder. <laughs> what about ourselves? <laughs> And she's listening. I know she's listening. And I think you're in trouble when you go home. I hope I do. I'll tell you, he's gone a bright shade of red here, Mary. I'm not joking you. Anyway, Paddy Matthews is with us. And we have have to mention ourselves. Wasn't she an integral part of the whole thing? Wasn't she? She she drove buses herself. The early days. In the early days, washing buses at three, four o'clock in the morning. The hands falling over with frost. But she was in there, stuck with us. Yeah. But everybody else gave up me, she was still there. Ah, now, Paddy, now you're saying all the right things. Question from a listener there. If I don't have a computer or an iPhone, says Maria, how do I buy a Leap card? There's some of the shops, I'm not just familiar with them at the moment, but some shops where you pay your, uh, your toll if you're going around the M50. There's yes. shops that's dedicated. Agents for that? A- agents for that. And there's agents. Agents for, for the Leap card as well. Card. If you check that out, I know if you haven't got a computer, but I'm sure you know somebody, Maria, who has a phone or a computer. They'll check it out for you and you'll be able to yeah. do that in that fashion as well. Yeah, but you can actually, if you can get the Leap card on the bus anyway, yes. with the driver and you okay. can pay and you can start her up then. You know what I mean? Great I'm stuff. So there you are. You can get it on, on the bus itself. Um, how many how many coaches are in the fleet now? We've 45 of our own coaches, but it's not enough. We have another 10 hired in to booster our numbers. Yes. And some of those coaches are as big as two coaches. We have one, actually, a 90-seater coach, which the normal coach is 49 seats, so we have one with 90 seats, which is practically double. And it's, it's, it's very popular with the computers, you know what I mean, because it's... It's incredible to see the, the the setup in the morning. As I say, I think at about half, half six in the morning, we've something like a, a twelve or fourteen buses loading at the same time in Dundalk, and all loading to the limit. How many people do you reckon commute with you on a daily basis? We were carrying between six and a half to seven thousand people a day. That's enormous. That's enormous. It is, it's, but. As I say, but there, there seem to be, we seem to be doing something right. Oh, you're doing a lot right, boy. I can let me tell you that a lot right yeah. because I, I know, I know so many people adore what you do. You get them there in time. You get them back. You get them there safely. And I will remind people. I remember talking to you. Was you the first uh, transport or bus company in this country, or maybe in, in these islands, to 
bring in breathalyzing for drivers before they hop in behind the wheel. That's right. Every driver has to breathalyze himself. And that's also in the cars and vans as well that we have. They have the breathalyze themselves before they take off. I remember one morning when I used to be in the office myself, this lady, she sat up most of the night to make sure she got somebody early in the morning. She room at six o'clock in the morning to complain about the driver. He'd come out of the green room bar in Dublin. And you know what? She said he actually blew into a breathalyzer to see if he was fit to drive. Well, say, if he wasn't fit to drive, say, you'd still be sitting there, baby. Say, that's his, that bus won't start unless he's alcohol-free. So she was astounded with that. Yeah, and know. that's the thing. The coach won't start. Oh, it it, it won't just start. won't go, you know? And if there is any problem, we all get a text. I get a text. My son gets a text. They say there's a mm. problem with it. There's a philosophy, uh, just a question. People who have the free travel, do, do you cater for the free travel? Do you oh, accept the travel oh, pass? Of course we do. Yes. Yeah. And, and will the new system affect the free travel? No, no, no because no, you no. have they, a pass. They, they have their own. No, Paul, you're all right. Paul's just been on there. You're okay. You have hundred percent. You don't need the student card, Paul, on the on the, on the, on the it, new it, leap it, as well. Paul and the lake of Paul, the goddess where we are today. Yeah. The, the older people, they were great. One thing about the old people is, here, if the lake something, they don't tell anybody. They tell everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, we saw that when the government tried to take them Absolutely, on. Absolutely, yep. So we're very, we're very fond of our older people. Our older, and one of them myself, actually, the free travel myself. So. <laughs> there you go. So. There you go. The man himself is in the category now. Um, the, 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 are you still doing the tours? You know, the, no, no, no. The tours gone. The, the, tours are completely yeah. gone. Um, and what about somebody who might have might want to hire a Matthews coach for something specific to the business or stuff ah, like yeah, that? We, do you we, do we, that? We do a nod bit of that. Yeah, nod bit of it. Uh, we don't we don't specialise in put it that way. Like if we're, we're at the pin of our collar doing what we're doing. At the weekends, there might be a bus. The problem we have is driver regulations, the driver hours. Every driver's. Is we've no part-time employees. Every driver we've what sixty-five, sixty-eight drivers, full-time employed. Every one of those is full-time employed. But so there's no and it's juggling that to make sure the drivers are. We've led their full-time monitoring drivers hours to make sure nobody goes over the limit. That there's no. Uh, Irregularities on that, and, and is account. that checked, Paddy, regularly? You know what I mean. That it, it can, it the, can the, be. the tachograph or whatever they call oh, yeah. it, yeah, to see the speed on that. Yeah, yeah, we we can see the speed and the, but also the RSA can they come in and do spot checks at any stage? At any stage, you can just walk in off the street and tell you what to look at your records. Mm. Mm. Also, with maintenance, there would be one of the safest. We have our own. We put in a brand new test centre, the same as the ones in the. No, you're going to get your Vegas yes, yes. We have our own in our own garage. So we're obliged to do a six-week check on the vehicles every six weeks. But what we do is actually a full MOT on the vehicles every six weeks from start to finish to make sure everything is 100% right. That's really reassuring yeah. for people to hear today. It, it really is. So onwards and upwards. Onwards and upwards. My next big one, but I don't think it'll ever happen... <laughs> <laughs> what I would love to see on it is a defibrillator on every bus. We carry a lot of people up and down to the mm. matter into hospitals and things like that. But the cost is very, very prohibitive at that. You'd imagine somebody, the government department, would want to fund the like of that. Mm. People have died on buses, you know what I mean? They're taking, yes. taking heart attacks and things like that. So watch this space for that one. Yeah. Anyway, Paddy, we leave it there today. Leap card, 31st of January. Get rid of all those 10-trip tickets by then. Get travelling beforehand and you, I promise you, you really will enjoy the comfort of this card in the months and years ahead. Best wishes to Matthews.ie. Paddy, thank you for joining me on the show. No bother, thank you. No. Thank you, Johnny. Fly me to Dubai. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. What's happened today? Have they taken medicine or pills out there in LMFM land? Everybody <laughs> sung it today. Who have I on the line? Martha Carroll. Martha, where are you living? Julianstown. Ah, oh, County Mead, just down yeah, the road yeah. from where we sit today. And you sang it. You sang it perfectly for us. Were you waiting on the call? I was. All week I'm listening to you. All week. All I'm worried about was doing what that girl's on yesterday, flying to the moon. Oh, (laughs) did you hear her? She sang it beautifully, but said moon instead of Dubai. God help her. My heart went out to Debbie and Dulik yesterday. Well, you've done the business. You've sang the song. And may I say, you have a lovely voice. Well, thank you very much. You have indeed. You're not in a choir or anything. No, I'm not. I haven't a note in my head. (laughs) I don't think so. I think you're doing yourself down there. You're hard on yourself. You sang it lovely. Well done to you. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Middle East is possible now. You'd be all sorted and ready to go pack the bags, yes? Oh, definitely, yes. No problem packing them. (laughs) Well, listen, keep listening because we're doing the draw live here on Monday with Sandra Finnegan from Globe Travel who's put up this wonderful prize and your name is in the hat now and I wish you the very best. Thank you very much, Jerry. Thank you. Thanks for singing for me. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. More calls to you and more besides after news and sport at three. Eden Derry is in County Offaly. Colm Corberley, you're going to see Neil Delamere, his end of watch tour, coming to the Crescent Concert Hall in Drogheda this Friday at 8 o'clock. And you can still get a ticket or two from ticketmaster.ie or from the Crescent there. Well done, Colm. We'll be in touch after the show and enjoy that great night in the company of the wonderful Neil Delamere. He's fantastic in concert. You'll just love him, I promise you. I also want to mention something coming up on Saturday uh, there. The Holy Family Boxing Club uh, present their 40th anniversary show and they're up against 40 years for Holy Family against a brilliant English selection. That's Saturday the 18th. That's this Saturday, the Trinity Quarter, Fair Green, Drogheda. There's 12 bouts there and the first bout starts at 7 o'clock. It's a tenner in for adults and five for children. Fly me to Dubai. <laughs> I don't believe it. I don't Wait. believe it. I do not believe it. Who are you? Who have I? Nolene Roach. Nolene, we got a full house today. Have you been listening other days to our listeners who just said hello, didn't yes, sing I have. it? Have you? Have you, Nolene? And I was working yesterday and I was hoping you wouldn't ring. <laughs> it's your lucky day. You sang it properly and brilliantly and you're in the hat now. You're one oh, step nearer to a return flights for two people with Emirates and then that luxury hotel for four nights in beautiful Dubai and Globe Travel, of course, providing the big prize for us. Ah, Lord Almighty. Have you ever won a big prize in your life, Nolene? Yes, I have actually won once before. What did you win? I won a competition on Live at Three for a wedding. For a wedding? Yes. Was Mary Kennedy presenting it? No, it was Thelma Manson. Ah, the lovely Thelma who sells pictures. We were just talking about her last week. Art up at the at the back of the doll there uh, in Merrion Square at the weekends. Uh, Thelma was presenting, and probably Derek Davis was it? Was Derek Davis? Yeah. Ah, uh, the late great Derek Davis, a great fisherman he was. So you won your wedding. Yeah, we won five thousand euro at the time. Wow, that was a. 
I think you have luck in your life, and here you are again. You're in the in the final mix for this. Well, listen, Nolene, thank you for taking our call. Brilliant, you answered absolutely properly and correctly. Sorry, You're in you. there now. The draw is Monday. Start a late lunch, half one. Tune in. You're in there. Is that okay? I'm working Monday though, but I hope I haven't to take a call. Oh, listen, you'll have to have that phone on on Monday. Just have it close by and run out of wherever you are. You know what I mean? Oh, not that easy, Jerry. Where oh, I am, but anyway. Do your best. Do your yeah, best if your name comes out you know what I mean but look at we wish you well you're in there now with an equal chance with all the others who'll qualify through thanks Nolene great Barry thanks take Bye. care now bye 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 there you have it four out of four Louise what has happened in the last 24 hours I'm in shock we have a choir we send it. That's four today and Jerome. So we have five now qualified through. More yeah. calls tomorrow, Thursday and Friday and then the draw on Monday. I can't believe they all got it. <laughs> there you go. There's something in the water in the North East today. Mm. I don't know what's happened. You can still get in. Globe Travel, send it in with your name and details. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text before we finish today and you'll be able to do it again tomorrow and Friday or more randomly. This is random, isn't it, Louise? We just want to tell everybody. Yeah, we've, we've hundreds random. and hundreds oh, even I, coming in today. So there's many. hundreds. Entries, but it's just random. We're picking names and numbers and we're ringing. We can assure you of that. So you have a chance. If you're not in, you can't win that famous name. But if you're in, it could be you. We'll be calling tomorrow or Friday. Now we talk extensively and we have on Late Lunch. Did a feature, a whole programme on the environment here last year. And it is centre stage come the election. We're going to meet a lady next who believes that you... And I can make a real difference. Starts with the power of one when it comes to turning the tide on the climate crisis on this little planet of ours. Paula Butler's with us next. Yes, they have a huge responsibility. I'm talking about governments to legislate and businesses to do their bit as well. But you know what? My next guest believes that you and I and everyone listening today can be part of the solution to the impending and the one that's here at the moment, climate crisis. I'm delighted to be joined on the show now by environmental consultant Paula Butler. Good afternoon, Paula. Good afternoon, Jerry. Thanks very much for having me on your show. I'm delighted to have you with me because we've talked about this extensively on the show in recent years, did a special on it last year, a whole day on it here as well. And I was so intrigued by the article you wrote recently in the National Press. You point the finger directly at me and everyone listening today. How can we, give us a few pointers as to what we can do to help. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it's it's not really pointing the finger as much as kind of pointing out that really instead of sitting back waiting for governments to fix this problem for us, there's an awful lot that we can do ourselves to help with this issue. And a lot of people are very switched on to it now and they might have children or grandchildren um, or just they want to do their bit themselves. And for me, it's about telling people like, where to start and how to go about it because lots of people want to do something but they don't know where to start. So there's, um, you know, I mean, it affects basically every part of your lifestyle. You know, so one of the things that I started with myself was on kind of shopping as a general term, being a kind of more conscious consumer so that when you're out buying things that you're conscious, um, do I really need to buy more of this? And if I am buying it, is this the most kind of sustainable option that I can buy? And and then when you're actually purchasing it, do I really need that plastic bag? You know, maybe I have a bag with me that I can use. And it's just making 
lots lots of conscious decisions about when you're out using your purchase power to get behind brands and products that actually have a, less of an environmental impact. Okay, and you do specifically mention uh, clothing and clothes. And of course, uh, I, I I did it myself at the start of the year. I went to where I have my wee wardrobe and I took out uh, a lot of things and I took them and brought them to a charity shop. And I, I say it again, the great feeling I had. And now I have what I need and I use. We are shocking impulsive uh, buyers and driven as well let me say by the online world where you can sit at home this evening having a cup of tea and buy anything you like absolutely and i mean one of the things um as well that i did was to basically unsubscribe from all of these um mail shots because what it's doing is it's constantly showing you oh look there's a new version of x y and z and don't you need this and don't forget you also need this and we're constantly bombarded by these messages and you kind of you need to really stop the noise and stop all the temptation and just the easiest way to do that certainly for me is was just to unsubscribe from all this noise that I was coming in, sales and reductions, just all the time encouraging you to buy. And also, I mean, one of the things that can be challenging, you know, is that you're looking at a wardrobe full of clothes that you spent a lot of money on, perhaps, and it can be overwhelming. So one of the simple tricks that I did was um, is just I packed away a whole load of my clothes that I wasn't using every day. And I just took them out of the wardrobe and put them aside in a big um, in a big suitcase. And then I used the wardrobe, continued to use the wardrobe that I was using every day. And it was just, you know, much you know easier to select what I wanted. And then every so often I'd go back to the suitcase and kind of go shopping in the suitcase. And I'd take out a top and I'd try it on again and go, oh, you know, it's actually really lovely on. Or, or actually, this is why I didn't wear, never wear, wore these trousers because they're really uncomfortable. And it's it just... You know, sometimes it's a thought of decluttering your wardrobe. It's overwhelming. So to break it into stages and do it at your own pace is sometimes a lot easier, you know? I like that. I really yeah. do like that. And it's a halfway house. And if you don't go back to it, you don't take anything out of it, then you can just pack it up and away it goes. Now, you talk also about uh, cleaning and people like to keep their houses neat and tidy in the main and clean as well. But all the chemicals and the bleaches and all that stuff that comes into homes, there is an alternative. Absolutely. And again, this was one of the early projects I did. Now, I did do a huge amount of research. Um, my background is science. So, you know, to find you loads of information on the web about all these homemade chemicals, cleaning, cleaning products as an alternative. But you're kind of reading them going, well, is that good? Will that work? So I basically did a lot of research and then I got myself to a point where like, okay, I know now what I need to do. And I took a big, another big box and I put all my chemicals into it, all of them. And I put them out into the garage. Now, again, I didn't just get rid of them. And um, because that can be kind of a bit intimidating to just do it all so drastically, left them in the garage and I've used basically three cleaners. So I have vinegar that I use for disinfecting and I use a mixture of half vinegar, half water for all the glass. And then my secret weapon is basically a multi-purpose cleaner, which uses a teaspoon of Castile soap, which is a natural biodegradable liquid soap that you can buy in any of the health food stores, and a cup of water in a spray bottle. And that will clean pretty much anything. Now, every so often you need to bring out the big guns. So fine, you know, you can go out and use what you have um, in your garage, or if you need to keep a bottle of something that's, you know, a bit stronger, but you're immediately massively reducing your impact by most of the time 
um, using your green cleaning um, methods. And I find certainly for 99% of my cleaning needs, that's totally perfect. And I do have a steam cleaner, which I use on the floor in the kitchen. We have a dog. So, you know, you do want to be able to disinfect things. And the steam cleaner doesn't use any chemicals either. And that as well as being really effective, um, it's also, you'll be amazed how much money you save. Yes, um, and you're not putting all those nasties out of those yellow and blue and mad oh, coloured bottles yeah. down yeah. the loo or into the absolutely. sinks and then out into the streams and rivers and poisoning the blimmin' planet. Uh, and absolutely. And another thing is that I have young kids and, you know, I used to have my cleaning chemicals right up at the top, out of reach because they all had skull and crossbones and toxic and blah, blah, blah. But now with the with the green cleaning things, I mean, even if you ended up drinking the Castile soap, it's not going to taste very nice, but it's not going to hurt you. you <laughs> You'll know? be blowing bubbles at another yeah, end of well, the body, but that's, uh, that, 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 that's a pleasant it's not gonna, thing. It's not going to poison you, you know. <laughs> but if you have young kids, that can often be a real concern is like, you know, you're always terrified that they'll grab a bottle of bleach or spill something on themselves that would really hurt them. Now, vegetables are another area you want to talk about as well, because you believe there's a huge amount of waste there. We know about the packaging issue as well. You have a suggestion. Well, I've got there's loads of suggestions. Like, I mean, in terms of the stats on it, 30% of food is wasted globally. Like 30%, it's a huge figure. If it was actually a country, it would be third after the USA and China in terms of impact. It's that big. So it's a really, really key area to start working on. And also, um, again, like you can save an awful lot of money by just wasting less food, being a bit more careful, maybe doing a bit of menu planning for the week to plan exactly what you're going to eat. I um, get a green box delivery to my house because I find that it's really hard to get fresh vegetables without the plastic, you know. So um, like the baby tomatoes, for example, it's really hard to buy those without plastic in most of the supermarkets. So a green box means you're getting all, you can get Irish vegetables, Irish grown, and um, the fresh vegetables, and they, you know, you can order them to your, to your door. And the other thing about it is because they're literally out of the ground a few days in your country, they last for so long. I've yet to have anything go off on me that I got in the green box. Now, you talk also about uh, a a big issue for many homes, you know, retrofitting. And I know time is going to beat you and I, unfortunately, today. But it's another Mm -hmm. aspect of this I will come back to. But before we do finish, you're adamant again that it's the power of one. If we all start consciously doing some of the things you mentioned now, and they're all quite simple, this will make the difference, you believe, ultimately? I do. I think that it's, you know, um, for example, when you get to your house and your car and the bigger decisions, these don't come along very often. But if you are retrofitting your house, um, is to pay attention to can I do this um, in a better way? And often, like, you know, you put in more insulation and everything. It might be the, you know, the, the, the most attractive thing that you want to spend your money on, but it will mean your house will be a lot more comfortable to live in. And it will also, you know, ultimately save on your energy bills will be lower. So when you're actually doing a retrofit, that is the time to really engage with it and to go online, for example, to FEAI and see are there grants available to help you with that? Um, because it is a big decision and um, it's a big expense. Um, but when those big decisions come along, to be really mindful of what you can do to make it more environmentally friendly. 
I'm with you all the way on the message you're spreading. And I want to tell listeners that you're hosting a very special event, 12 Habits for an Eco-Conscious Life at the Gathering Grounds in Kiltearn in South County Dublin on the 5th of February. And more details from ecoconsciousliving.ie. That's ecoconsciousliving.ie. You're a star. We'll talk again, I promise you. Thank you for joining me. You're welcome. Thank you very Take much. Take care now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Paula Butler there, environmental consultant. We can make the difference. And see those chemicals, those cleaners in bottles and that. Give them up. Give them up. Forget about them. They're just poisoning this planet. I really do mean that. They're shocking. And there's simpler ways of doing the cleaning, as you heard there from Paul. It's one of my bugbearers. Leave them be and move from them. And then the companies involved will have to make the change and sit up and uh, get the message. It's poisoning us, I promise you. Anyway... What a day. Four out of four on late lunch. A full house this afternoon for Fly Me to Dubai. Will you sing it? Will you sing it for me tomorrow when we ring you? If you do, you're going to be heading to Dubai. Return flights for two at Emirates and a four-night stay at a luxury hotel thanks to Globe Travel. Lawrence Street, draw to check them out, globetravel.ie. That's a lot on Midweek Late Lunch. Back tomorrow, Thursday. Eddie's coming next with The Drive. See you then. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Dundalk and Cavan. We want you to smile with the best deals on a new Renault or Dacia in 2020. You can now inquire at blackstonemotors.ie. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.